Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is episode 13 with Alex G. Lee. Are you looking to balance your personal and work priorities at the same time? Get accelerated courses derived from graduate level content and developed by Cornell professors and maximize the time and the impact that you can make in your job. The great thing about eCornell is that you don't sacrifice interaction. eCornell students consistently rate class discussions and connections with global professionals and faculty as one of the most valuable parts of their learning experience. Through eCornell, you join an elite group of professionals who have empowered themselves and their organizations with targeted online training and marketing that drives results and revenue. What are you waiting for? Go to www.ecornell.com forward slash nomads and save 20% off most of the courses. eCornell, Ivy League around the world. Welcome to Is Told by Nomads. I'm your host, Ty Roxon, and I'm a blogger, digital marketer, and multicultural individual who's lived on four different continents. Listen weekly as I profile people who identify with several cultures and share with you stories, tips, and interviews about how to embrace your global identity and use it to your advantage to live your best life. Let us begin. It was such a pleasure to talk to Alex today because, you know, he has such an infectious energy. His energy is so vibrant. You can hear it and you can hear it when he talks and he's always eager to help. So I think you guys are in for a treat today. He's got a lot of useful tips and he's really got a positive outlook on what it means to be a TCK. Check it out. Good day, everyone. Today I have with me AGL, Alex G. Lee. Uh, he's a IT and business project manager. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So this is typical at this point. I normally start off with this question. So why don't you map out your third culture or nomadic experience? Why and where did you travel? Uh, I was born in Brunei. Then I moved to Europe. That's kind of where everything all started. Basically, at the end of it, I grew up in eight countries across four continents. So that's Europe, uh, Middle East, Asia, down in the Australia, New Zealand region and in North America. And, you know, like most of us other TCKs, we've traveled to many more uh, while we were living in those areas. Nice, nice. So which countries in Europe and uh, in Asia? UK. Okay. And then, of course, you know, travel there. Sorry, in Asia, I was in 
Singapore. I was in Indonesia. I was in Malaysia. <laughs> I think that's all. Okay. But you know, you just can't. You you just you lose count. You lose <laughs> count of where, what countries you've lived in, and where you've traveled to because it's so many, and your experiences kind of get mixed together in with um, other like where your friends are from so it's it becomes a big mix of oh so my friend is from there did i really live there or not right <laughs> no i i'm completely with so this was over a span of how many years would you say uh, this is over the span of about 18 years 18 years and then yeah you, you eventually settled in the states i've not stopped traveling yet i was working out in the middle east temporarily i am based out of vancouver but i'm in boston right now mm-hmm. um, i also attended college in boston so i'm here just you know doing some work and taking care of some business while i'm here looking to move to either seattle or portland over the next uh, six months to the next year and basically taking it a day at a time and realizing where to go but one thing that i can share is i've been in vancouver for about four years now okay feeling the itch to move again <laughs> <laughs> it never stops for you it never stops for you huh <laughs> you know what i don't think it ever does um you know being a tck it it, it really does mean that you're very much like a global citizen mm-hmm. i have a friend who moved to dubai when i was living there And one of the reasons why she moved to Dubai was she felt that New York City wasn't international enough. She wanted a place that was really international and really emerging. So, you know, it's it's that strange feeling that you you keep moving and keep moving. And when people ask you where your home is, you think about it because you really don't know what to say. Uh. For me, I've come up with the solution that I just tell people that my home is where I currently am. And that can change at any time. Okay. You know, I've seen some memes on Facebook and some people, uh, you know, cry when they, they get asked the question because it's such a, it's such a, a complicated answer. And uh, actually, some of my other TCK friends explained that to me. And the reason why it's so complicated is, is it conjures up a lot of feelings for them, uh, feelings that they had to, I guess, give up their old home, and now they're moving on to a new home. And because they've done that so many times, it you know, a lot of emotion. Well, so speaking of those feelings and the challenges, what were some of the challenges growing up that you had to deal with? Well, I was I was lucky and unlucky, but. I was lucky at first. And the reason why I was lucky is because I attended international school and boarding school. So it was very normal to be with people who weren't from, you know, where that school was. Mm. Uh, for example, when I was in school in uh, in a place called Bandung, Indonesia, I had friends from you know, Australia, I had friends from the Middle East, Korea, Persian, American, Australian, Kiwi, um, from Taiwan, from Japan, from Korea, everywhere. Right. It was it was an interesting experience. And because nobody really belonged in Indonesia, we had a sense of kind of community. My best friend, uh, her name is Cynthia, and she is half Canadian, so her father is from Canada, and half Nepalese. Her mother is from Nepal, oh. and so and they were living in Indonesia. So right there, you know, we have a case of where 
she's coming from many different cultures and we are together in yet a third culture and just trying to make the most of it. Now, when you were this, when you were growing up in international schools, how did you decide which accent to go with or, you know, how did you make friends? How did you find common ground? Well, the, the beauty of the school I went to, which was Bandung International School, was they had a lot of extracurricular activities. And unlike attending, unlike a third culture kid, say, coming back stateside to a school here where it's, you know, maybe it's in the Midwest. So it's extremely white and everyone, you know, does the same thing um, in an international school or in my school in particular. It was interesting because we bonded over activities. Oh, so wow. we had lots of different cultural events where we definitely celebrated each country's you know national holiday okay. so we felt we were well versed with what people wore what people ate we definitely did all of that but it was done in such a way that no one culture was superior to another and part of that might have to do with the fact that there was no one dominant culture mm -hmm. you know you had a few people here a few people from here a few people from there and at the end of it you think you think oh well what's the largest group the largest group was probably the british and i think that they accounted for like 12 percent oh wow school. so you know right there and then the largest group of people is only 12 percent you didn't have one culture that overpowered the entire school system. It was very open and honest and very cultural. Let's, uh, I'm going to transition here into jobs a little bit because I, I know you're, as a project manager, I'd like to know how you felt or how you feel TCKs can go about getting hired because uh, it, it can be difficult deciding where to work. So Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, I could definitely speak to this because in part of my many, you know, volunteer roles, I actually um, help students get jobs. And one thing I've noticed in talking to a lot of recruiters is the desire for an individual to have a lot of global experience. Mm -hmm. So no longer, no longer is it really acceptable for someone to say, okay, I'm going to college, you know, in Wisconsin. I'm, I want to work for IBM and I'm going to do my internship here or my co-op here and that's it. Now we really have to step out of the box and we really have to have that second language. We have to have that global experience before we can move up in the career ranks. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have been hired and contracted for many positions because uh, I'm so multicultural. Um, if, I, if it wasn't for my language abilities and having a second and third language and, and um, having my previous global work experience, mm -hmm. I would not have been invited by a Chinese company uh, that's based out of San Jose. Well, their American office is in San Jose, but they're really a Chinese company mm -hmm. to work with them on Microsoft's CEO summit uh, last year. It's, it's because of these international experiences that really help you get these jobs. And I think talking to a lot of students these days, they get the idea that, oh, I have to hide that. When in actuality, it's quite the opposite. You need to come out and show that you are different because that's what sets you apart, is having that, uh, that international experience, that knowledge, that um, ability to work in a multicultural environment and have multicultural management skills, I mm -hmm. think is really important because now, you know, we live in a, for, you know, an increasingly globalized economy where no matter where you are in the world, you're going to meet someone from a different culture. They're not going to have the same exact background as you. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And especially in key cities like in London, in Singapore, if you want to work in these cities in finance or in project management, you really need to be able to work with people from different cultures. You need to expand how comfortable you are with them and no longer just say, hey, you know what? They're from a different culture. I'm just going to tolerate them. You need to move beyond the tolerate phase and you need to come and accept them and bring them into your team and be able to draw from their skill sets as well because they're part of your team. So it's really important to have that understanding of uh, of the different cultures and what different cultures can bring in uh, to a work environment. No, I, I think you're right. And in, in your conversations with recruiters, have you, what have you found that they've said the most that they wish TCKs would elaborate more on? Because when, when we go for job interviews, sometimes it's you know that question, what is your biggest strength? What is your biggest weakness? How can you contribute to the workplace? Where do you see yourself? And you, you know that, those type of questions can sometimes be misconstrued as a difficult question. But based on conversations I've had with TCKs now, it seems like we have some innate abilities to work with diverse uh, you know, diverse people in the workplace. And, and that can contribute to many things. It can be contribute to working with different types of people or taking on different types of tasks. Absolutely. And uh, the number one thing I find from recruiters um, is they're looking for someone who can be a, a good member of the team. And being a good member of the team is being someone that's able to work with a diverse group of people. And the way I quantify being able to work with a diverse group of people and the benefits of it is when you're working with a diverse group of people, you have an ability to work under less than ideal conditions, we'll say. Mm. So uh, less than ideal conditions means that you can perform better when it's stressful because it can be stressful when you have team members that observe different holidays who have different expectations of what is it like to say, oh, we're meeting at noon. But really, does that mean noon or does that mean 10 minutes before or one hour or two hours after right. you know being able to work in that kind of environment where you're so flexible is absolutely paramount one of the biggest things and i think tck's um, have that ability built into them and it's absolutely a skill that they need to flex out to recruiters because that's what they're looking for they're looking for the skill sets that say hey i can work I can do my job well. I can do my job well, even though I don't know what might be coming down the line because I'm multifunctional mm. and I'm diverse and I can handle that stress because it's not stress to me. It's yeah. just life. It's just the normal thing. Yeah, the, I mean, those are fantastic points because I even 
every time I go back and think of stories that I that, that I had to deal with growing up or just having to be in different cultures and how now at this point you know it seems like a normal thing I can relate it to the workplace all the time I just I just never put the two together until this year but it's just the parallels are there and you can see it all the time when someone's saying I don't get that person or why does this person always have to do this and then you know just sitting back I can I, and observing I, I I see well you know this is how he's always done or this is how she's always done it and it you know it just comes together but it's it takes just that self-awareness that you're talking about to actually realize it. Absolutely. And, you know, just a little bit more to uh, elaborate on this. Because I work in project management, my job is to change the existing structure of uh, how a company does things, to change their business process. That is my ultimate goal. So by me being a TCK and being able to adapt very quickly and then going in and being able to see how I can optimize things and then at the end of it, how I can bring that all back and relate to different people and get acceptance for the project, that's been a real big help for me. If you're talking about something in operations, so that's actually completely opposite of what I do, which is to keep a company running the same all the time, then that is yet a different process altogether. Uh, let's talk about some of the fun things you do. Okay, so you and your sister run a blog. Can you talk about that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, my sister and I both like food. Uh, there's no no question about it. Um, she likes a lot of uh, going to concerts and bands and things like that. That's not so much me, but I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy food. I enjoy traveling to different places and talking to different people and doing different things. And what we decided to do was have a blog or a collection where we can actually point people to. So roamingfair.com is our site. And what we do there is we just talk about whatever we want to. Um, I'm about to put some new articles up uh, about places to visit in the summer. Uh, I'm about to put up some new ideas uh, about you know different concerts to go to. And basically what we want to do is we just wanted a, a collection, a place that we could hold our ideas so that when people ask us, oh, should we go to this restaurant? Hey, you know what? I've been there. I wrote some stuff on it and there's some photos. Go check out the site. And, you know, you can you can see that um, the other interesting element to the site is uh, we are actually allowing other people to post on it. So if you're interested to write, you know, about food where you are and and do something like that, but you don't have a place to put it. Hey, you know what? Let me know. I'll open up an account for you and you can just post stuff there. So it's kind of a community um, based site as well. Um, but also part of that site is to highlight some other third culture kids uh, through bios and, you know, other interesting individuals that we meet, you know, along the way in our lives. So it's it's been a real uh, interesting um, journey so far. I mean, it's a new site and uh, we're looking forward to moving forward with it and and getting more content there. Okay. No, no, I'll be sure to, to put that in the show notes when this comes out. So it's romanfair.com. And um, just to... Uh, before I wrap things up here, I want to ask you some rapid fire fun questions. I've started doing this <laughs> to okay. other people I'm interviewing. So um, you've traveled extensively. So I imagine you have experienced a lot of cultures and different types of uh, uh, you know, food and things like that. My first question, which country has the best food since you love food? Oh, the country with the best food? Easy. Mm -hmm. Malaysia. Malaysia. Absolutely. Malaysia, best food. The food is a diffusion of 
you've got Malay, you've got Thai, you've got some smoky flavors, you've got some Chinese in there, you've got some European influences. <laughs> it's all mixed together, um, many different cooking techniques. It's very diverse, lots of wonderful flavor. N- not too healthy, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but delicious. <laughs> you know, as, as soon as I said food, which country has the best food, you just went in, you knew the, the, the taste. I'm sure you probably imagined the aroma and everything right there in your... <laughs> in your living room <laughs> best music you know dance all that type of stuff oh music oh that's a hard one i mean personally i like jazz mm. so i like jazz and country i was recently just in uh, nashville for the cma awards a couple weeks ago and then last year i was down in new orleans for for jazz so i'm, I'm gonna have to say that america's probably got kind of the best music because of what i like okay so hold on hold on hold on you just glad you just glazed over that you were at the cmas <laughs> yeah i was at the, the, the country music awards maybe about a month ago now i think how i think it's been a month uh, i just i just was i you know right place right time you know being a tck you know things just kind of happen for you uh, okay. and so you know you got to meet reba you get to meet tim hicks a uh, few other people that were there mm. it was a good time it was a real good time I'm just going to tone my envy and just move on to the next question. Best place to visit? Best place to visit. Um, That's going to depend on what you like. That being said, I enjoy the summers out on Cape Cod and in Martha's Vineyard. I love the winters in the Pacific Northwest. But at the same time, you know, I can't ignore the wonderful time I have living in uh, Sydney, Australia, in the northern beaches there. Absolutely stunning and beautiful there. It gets even better as you go to countries like Ireland, uh, you know, just out in the little villages. Um, it, it's the world has so much to offer. I, I can't give you one answer. No, no, I, th- I think that's a pretty, pretty fair answer. Where can we find out more of the things you're doing? I know RomanFair.com is one of the ways we can reach you. But uh, what are your social media handles, maybe other projects you're working on? Absolutely. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Alex Glee. So that's Alex and then Glee like the TV show Glee, but kind of all one word. Um, You can find more information about me at AlexGlee.com, at RoamingFair.com. Alex Glee is pretty much my handle across the board on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, I'm part of TCK World, which is based out of Vancouver as well, and part of Internations. And I'm also part of uh, several alumni organizations around the world as well. All right. I'll be sure to put those in the show notes. And uh, thank you, sir. This has been a pleasure. Uh, I think your your thoughts on employment were particularly uh, insightful. So, uh, you know, I can't wait to get this out there. Absolutely. And you know what? Anyone who's hearing this, get in contact with me. You know, I am in touch with a lot of people around the world and I'd love to be in contact with you. I love talking to people from all different cultures. You know, the, the, the more TCK you are, probably the better. But if not, you know what? You just want to talk to somebody with, uh, you know, a different background, you know, hit me up. I'd love to talk to you. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to us Told by Nomads. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes or on Stitcher and subscribe. Also, be sure to head over to my website, tyroxin.com, to subscribe for more updates and tips on how to navigate the world and check out some of the other things I'm doing. Till next time, remember, home is not necessarily a physical place. It is wherever you most feel comfortable.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 